Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Uh, what gets people more fired up than the Beastie Boys? For Hour 3 here on the V-Show, ESPN 680, 105.7. Zach Cantrell, Zachy C filling in. Tanner Brunamesto doing a great job behind the glass on the ones and twos. Uh, just a little bit more to get into today. We'll have some NFL talk. We've got Louisville playing tonight against Duke. By the way, Kyle Filipowski is expected to play tonight for the Blue Devils. Uh, round Daddy. I thought he had an ankle and knee and his feelings. And, and his feelings. Yeah. Oh, he managed everything was hurt. Game. Everything was hurt for him. It hurt his feelings. Yeah, everything. Everything is apparently all good to go. Uh, Round Daddy is going to follow us here from 3 to 6 on ESPN 680. He said, my prayers for Flip have been answered. I was worried about amputation. <laughs> Bracketology tweet: High ankle sprain is typically a three to six week injury, depending on the severity. Remarkable turnaround for Filipowski and the Duke medical staff. You're telling me that they exaggerate things just because they didn't like court storming? No way. Not, not, that doesn't sound right at all. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS jobs text line. Uh, so some breaking news actually out of Marquette, and that is Tyler Kolick, their best guard, has been suspended for the remainder of the regular season after failing three midterm exams. Wait. His struggles continue after reports surfaced that he couldn't read earlier this season. <laughs> what school was this again? Marquette. Oh, that's like a what? known good school too. <laughs> so you're twenty. Wait, you're twenty, twenty-one years old, and you can't read. Student first, how, how athlete did you, second. How did you get to college to begin with? I have so many questions. How did this not, got, not get caught earlier? How did nobody in high school or early in his college tenure, you know, try to tutor him? Like, you can't read? Wow. And you're a grown man? What? This is a thing? Wait, he's 40? <laughs> yeah. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I got uh, got 10 years to go. I'm I'm almost there. I'm going to be a man soon. Maybe then I can uh, reboot the man show like a Jimmy Kimmel used to do. How about that? Uh, 4379680, the UPS jobs text line. Let's just go ahead and dive into the game tonight. Louisville taking on Duke on the road in Cameron Indoor. Louisville's 20, as we mentioned earlier, Blank tweeted this out there, a 20 and a half point underdog, which... That's typically a line you see for a regular for a, a college football game between like in the ACC if Florida State's playing Boston College or something like that. They're typically favored by 20 and a half. So that's three touchdowns. 20 and a half in basketball is like being a 35 or 40 point underdog in football. But that's where everybody has Louisville right now going up against Duke. And I made this analogy earlier. 
the last five games of the Louisville season, it feels a lot like, you know that feeling you had late in the school year when you were in middle school, high school, or whatever, probably more even elementary school, that feeling of anticipation when the school year is about to be over and it's right there and you can taste it, taste summer right there and the anticipation, you're just... Just got to get through this. Just got to get through another week, maybe yeah. a couple tests, and I'm good to go, and I'm home free. That's where we are right now. This is where Louisville basketball has gotten to, that March Madness is now summer vacation. We've only got five more games to go, people. We can get through this. That's why Louie was in the Caribbean. And that's why he's in the Caribbean. Bobby V and Nikki V are at Disney. It's, yeah, that's it's, why we it's talk- vacation time yeah, right now. We talked about this. Do you think there's any way in the world that they're down at Disney World if Louisville Duke is what Louisville Duke's supposed to be, which is a top 15, top 10 game, and Cameron Indoor to decide seeding, to decide conference tournaments, things like that? you think there's any way those guys are on vacation? Not a chance. But what is their... I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to preview this game. I guess I'm excited to see Brandon Hundley Hatfield go up against Kyle Filipowski now that Kyle Filipowski had the most miraculous recovery in the history of time. So I guess I'm interested in that. But I want to be excited about this game. I really do. I want Louisville to be good. We live here. We live in the city. I talk on the radio for a living. It's good for the city. It's good for the sport. It's good for college basketball if Louisville's good. It's like in football, there's five or six programs that, you know, when Alabama's good, when Ohio State's good, when Texas is good, USC's good, Notre Dame's good. It's good for the sport. With basketball, it's Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Louisville. They're one of those programs that the sport is better when Louisville's good. And I know we talked a lot about Kentucky to start the show, first 45 minutes or so. That's because Kentucky is where we expect them to be to a degree. Now, we most of the time we expect Kentucky to be maybe a little bit better and be in the top five, top ten, but Kentucky's in a position to make a run in the NCAA tournament. And it's been a really long time since we've talked about Louisville in this same vein. They have not been to the second weekend of the tournament since 2015, which, by the way, is the last time Kentucky made the Final Four, which this is a long time for Kentucky to not go to the Final Four. It's a really long time for Louisville to not go to the second round of the NCAA tournament. They haven't won a tournament game since 2017. Some guy named Donovan Mitchell was still on this squad the last time they won a tournament game. Do you think it gives us any joy or any pleasure to be talking about coach searching this time of year? Do do you think I like having every time I have a guest on or every time we talk about Louisville basketball that we're talking about things that aren't related to the on-court product? You think this is fun for us? No. That that is if we... If we called Rick Bozick, then it would be a, <laughs> a whole oh, well, 30 minutes of, yeah, no, yeah, convincing. <laughs> there we go. There it is. But I, w- I want Louisville to be good. I know I do the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. I know we talk a lot about the Cats, and all week long when I've been on here, we've talked mostly about Kentucky. But I want Louisville to be good. It's good for everybody in the area. It's good for the city. It's good for our station because we're the home of the cards. We want something to promote. We don't want just people to tune into the games just because they're, they feel obligated. We want people to be excited about Louisville basketball. Louisville versus Duke, throughout the history of college basketball, sounds like a marquee matchup. They played for the title in 86. They played in the Elite Eight in 2013 when Louisville stopped Duke. Maybe the most impressive second half of the Rick Pitino era after the Kevin Ware injury, and they steamrolled their way to the Final Four and won the national title. It sounds like it should be a marquee matchup. And 
Duke has lived up to their end of the billing. Wake Forest game aside, this is a top 10 team. This is a team that has a chance. I, I don't think it's as good as past Duke teams have been. I don't know if this team is a team beyond the Sweet 16. But we're talking about them. We, people around Durham have optimism that they can make a run in this tournament. Their Duke games are relevant. And that's what we're missing right now with Louisville. We miss the sense of relevancy. This is supposed to be the time of year that you're gearing up for March Madness. This is supposed to be a game that you win this game, you have a chance to win the ACC regular season title, or at the very least get a double bye in the ACC tournament. This is a game that you win, you go from being a four seed to a three seed, which increases your chances of making a run in the NCAA tournament. And instead, we're talking about if they lose this game, it's going to be back-to-back 20-loss seasons. And there have only been three 20-loss seasons, assuming this happens. It'll be three 20-loss seasons in the history of Louisville basketball. And two of them have come in the last two years. The standard is the standard, people. The standard is you're one of the top 10 programs of all time. Biometrics have them as the sixth best program of all time. You're supposed to be talking about Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, Final 4s, National Championships. We're not supposed to be talking about who's the next coach because we've been having that conversation for three months. And I'm just as tired of it, if not more tired of it, than most of you are tired of it. I want to talk about the on-court product. I want to talk about, I want to go into this game and say, how can Louisville win this game? Can they pressure Kyle Filipowski? Can they shoot the ball well enough? Can... I don't know, Tyler Johnson or somebody take this game over. I want to have those conversations. It just feels so superfluous to have those conversations now. Because they're not honest conversations. If, if you're telling me that Louisville's going to beat Duke tonight, it's just not an honest conversation. I'm sorry, it's not. Duke is a top 10 team. They're maybe the second best team in the ACC might actually win the conference, the regular season uh, title because they got North Carolina at home. That's going to be a big one to end the regular season. None of us are having fun with this. None of us are sitting here happy about doing coaching search talks. None of us are happy about the fact that this program has become, in some ways, a national laughingstock. Nobody's happy that we're talking about them in the way that we talk about Indiana basketball, Nebraska football, all the programs that were once great and didn't do anything. Haven't done anything for a long time. This isn't fun for any of us. We want Louisville to be good. You know, it's another team that doesn't get added to that conversation like Nebraska What's that? football. Miami football. Yeah. They, I mean, they go like... No, you're right. Eight and six, eight and seven, but like they had a very historic run in the 90s and early 2000s that... Oh, from 83 to 01, they won five national championships. Yeah, like, no one talks about how, like, awful they are now. Oh, I, I talk about it, because I go back to the 03 Fiesta Bowl. It's one of the great games in college football history, and I don't know if there's any game in the recent memory of college football that two programs have completely just shifted, because Ohio State, after the Woody Hayes era, I mean, they had a couple great seasons under John Cooper, but they weren't year in and year out where you could count on Ohio State being a national title contender. Well, ever since that game, they've spent the last 20 years being a title contender every year. And they've spent the Miami spent the last twenty years after that game being completely irrelevant. They have as many ACC championships as we do, none. And this is one of the historically best programs 
in a 20-year stretch in the history of college football. In the last 20 years, they've been nothing. Uh, Texer, you just got to fight through it, Zach. <laughs> More fighting. More. Let's uh, fight. Stop. How many times do you think KP says fight in the postgame press conference tonight? What's the? What are we putting the over-under at? Wait, before the second question or over on general? General. Oh, uh, how many questions? Because it's going to be added to every yeah, question. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll put the over under at six and a half. I was gonna, I'm going to go seven and a half. All right, all right. Texter, so did you know that Louisville and Duke played earlier in the 12-13 season, the Atlantis tournament? Not only that, but in the exact same sequence that led to Ware breaking his leg, it happened in that game. He left a spot on defense on the wing and tried leaping at the shooter behind the arc who got off where he should have stayed. Yeah. I do remember that. Duke actually, I believe, won the game in Atlantis down in the Bahamas, and then Louisville got him back in the uh, – Obviously, in the Elite Eight. Texter, Ohio State isn't messing around with all this. Louisville's a no-brainer. Yeah, Ohio State fired Chris Holtman. And they didn't have to. They could have just played out the rest of the season. Gene Smith's retiring. Were they, were they still... I, You would know this answer. That's what yeah. I'm going to ask you. Were they above 500? I thought they, they were. They were 14-11. And they fired him? Yeah. They were 12-2 oh. and two at one point. They lost 9 of 11, dropped to 14-11. How do they do that? They had a winning record. I want to do that. Yeah. And look, it's, look what's happened. They beat Purdue and Michigan State, two of the last three games. How about that? Texter, the convicts, referring to Miami. Texter, Miami's had one 10-win season in the last 20 years. Kentucky has more than that. That's true. Miami was number two in 2017. They got to, I think, 11-0. They lost their last three against Pitt. Clemson, they got killed, and then they lost to Wisconsin, the did, Orange Bowl. Did you see the video that just got dropped today of the Kentucky oh, yeah. football team fighting? Yes, I did. Yeah. Team chemistry and all they need to They need to show more fight against South Carolina and some other teams. They showed that much fight against Louisville in the regular season finale. Yeah. Uh, Texter, Miami got robbed in that game. Sir, they did not get robbed in that game. Ohio State won that game correctly. If anything, there should have been a call late at the end of regulation when Miami got away with a defensive hold, but that gets erased from memory. Ohio State. But Miami turned the ball over five times in that game. That was a team with Ken Dorsey, Willis McGahee, Andre Johnson, uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. Not, not that I have that game memorized for the rest of my life or anything like that. He has that. it on VHS. Don't let him lie to I you guys. I don't have it. Not on VHS. On I do CD. <laughs> DVD. Get it right. Blu-ray. Got it on Blu-ray. That was before you could just queue up YouTube and have every football game known to man at this point. Especially college. They don't do that as much in the NFL. That's more Sunday ticket. But you could go online for every college game and it's pretty much on YouTube now. Yeah, speaking of Miami, they're the one team that uh, they Louisville, their one ro- road win in the KP era, Miami. Boy, Jim Laranaga, that, that's going to be the ultimate trivia question. Who did KP beat on the road? Miami. <laughs> the year after they went to the Final Four. Miami's a basketball school now. Uh, uh, I don't know about that Yeah, anymore. they're getting there. Last year, if you said that, I've been like, yeah. all right, maybe. And then but, I don't, This year is just, well, the, wow. The thing about Miami, and I'm sure you've seen this, joke recycle but in the ncaa football video game do you think when you play as miami do you think you'll have the option to take a knee at the end of the game <laughs> no hp dive <laughs> they're gonna make it as realistic as possible mario cristobal doesn't take a knee he doesn't believe in taking a knee we're gonna run this clock out the and, old-fashioned way hard rock stadium's only 25 percent filled no that's that's too kind <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah you, you gotta make it that that was the most unrealistic thing about playing the old ncaa football video games that miami was uh sold out, out. Texter, the run of Miami running backs from 97-03 was incredible. Edrin James, Clinton Portis, and uh, Ed- Willis McGahee. Oh, oh yeah. You, you talk about Edrin James, a Hall of Famer. Clinton Portis, not a Hall of Famer. Willis McGahee's a great player. They're both great players. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore was on that team. He was. Uh, he had two torn ACLs in college. Yes, he and did. Then he somehow and played like what seemed like 20 years in the NFL. 
Texts are pretty sure the locker room fight's a few years old. I'll have to look into that. We'll have to double check into that, but I know it's been uh, out there. Texter, refs screwed the Hurricanes for the luck, guys. Yeah, okay. Sure. But no, those Miami running backs. Yeah, I forgot all about Frank Gore. I mean, Willis McGahee and Frank Gore were backups to Clinton Portis on the 0-1 Miami team. Frank it's, Gore, that just loaded. if he just signed with the Patriots and played one game, he would have had the Infinity Stones of the a- or AFC East. Yeah, that's true. He played for my Colts for yeah, a, couple, that, a couple years. I think he was that was after the 2015. Yeah. And then he went to Miami. Yep. No, Jets, then Miami, Jets, and then Miami, Buffalo. Jets, Miami, then Buffalo. Texter, it's 220, and we haven't talked about the Cowboys yet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, we don't need Cowboys talk. Everybody else does it. That That's the recurring bit on uh, Rabo and Co. Because we're always on during first take. Texter75, appreciate you uh, tuning in. Texter, it's an auto fumble every time. That halfback dive for Miami at the end of the game. It's an automatic fumble. I like that. Texter, Frank Gore's top five in the in NFL history in rushing yards. That's incredible to think about. That Frank Gore's top five all time. and We don't know if Frank Gore's a Hall of Famer. Because he's a, he's the ultimate compiler. Well, Under the definition compiler, you got Frank Gore. Texter, Miami tight ends. Yep. Uh, they had Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow Jr. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Jimmy G. Graham. G-Reg with the third leg. <laughs> Man, dude. The seventh the floor rap. The seventh floor rap was goaded. Uh, I completely forgot about that. Oh, I'm going up. I'm looking at I'm, <laughs> I'm going back on YouTube later, and I'm going to jam that, that song. That, it's such a great song. Man. That's what Greg Olson was most famous for before he became a commentator. He was more known for doing that than actually playing football. Yeah. Oh man, that what a throwback. Oh, oh my old school Miami Titans. Bubba Franks was another Miami Titan. He played for the Packers for a little bit. Uh Najoku. He David and Joku tradi- came around tradition. later. Yeah, he he was later Just being on. Being a good tight end from Miami. Yep. Yeah, they had a few of them. It's are supposed- you are you interested like what are you paying attention to tonight? Is it just <sighs> I saw Kelly Dickey put this out there. About, Keeping my head on straight. How about that? There you go. Kelly Dickey put this out, asking people's fan habits about, like, how do you consume Louisville basketball now? Because, you know, and I saw a lot of people that just said things as far as it's always appointment television. I used to plan my social life and plan my entire life around watching Louisville games. Now some of them either actively plan their lives during Louisville games or they'll watch if they remember that it's on. And that's that's worse than people being mad about Louisville being in the position they are. Because mad means they care. When people are apathetic and you see it in the crowd, you see it in the, the arena, you see it as far as television ratings, that is a more dangerous thing than if people are mad. And I think we've been at that level now for the last couple of years is that uh, it, it's been pretty apathetic as far as the Louisville fan base. Texter, Jimmy Graham, another one. Jimmy Graham yeah, played basketball we, we there. That. Texter, Edron James is in a trick daddy video while in college. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm all for Edron James. He was played on my Colts for a little bit. We traded Marshall Falk in 99 to draft Edron James. Now Marshall Falk's a better all-time running back, but they both ended up in the Hall of Fame, so I think it was one of those where everybody won. Texter, more snow in Columbus. Is that right? Snowing in Columbus? It doesn't surprise me. I mean, you talk about how the temperature yesterday at this time was 75 degrees. And when you just look at your weather app, it said the high temperature for Wednesday is 70. Well, it was 70 at midnight, and it's dropped ever since. I always hate those kind of weather days. Because it, you're just you're teasing me is what you're doing. Texter, that's 420 for talking about the Cowboys. Uh, let's see here. 
Texter, what's KP's best game? A Clemson or Florida State win or a one-point loss to Texas? It, it's the Miami win on the road. That's the best performance of the KP era. Beating Miami, and I know Miami has fallen off the face of the earth, but that's the best performance of the KP era. I don't think there's any question about it. The Clemson win last year was a good one because it kept Clemson out of the NCAA tournament, that and it came funny. on the that was very funny. Uh, 10-year retreat, or 10-year reunion of the 2013 team. Maybe that's it's either that game or the Miami win. I'm going to give it to Miami because it was on the road. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's his only road win, so I'll take. Yeah, it's Te- definitely the Miami win. Texter, does Baltimore pick up any free agent running backs for next year? Well, here's a name for you. How about Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's available now. I, he would be a perfect fit for the I would, Baltimore Ravens. I would rather them throw their money at uh, Mike Evans. Sorry, Ennis, but oh, I, I would, would too. Would love if Mike Evans would go to Baltimore and give because uh, I like Zay Flowers. I think o- OBJ. He's eh, he's he's not OBJ anymore. He's more of a shell. Of what he I used want the to Colts be. to pick up Mike Evans. I, we need a wide receiver. We need a true number one guy. Michael Pittman's really good. Is but, he, he's testing free agency, right? Yeah, 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 I think so. I would take Mike Evans over Michael Pittman. Oh yeah, obviously. Mike Evans is a future Hall of Famer. Mike Evans is one of the most underrated receivers in the history of the NFL. It, people don't realize it yet. It's ten or eleven years, ten years straight. Well, every year he's been in the NFL, he's gotten yeah. a thousand yards, and I think one year he had like a thousand and seven, and I was like, just just hit that yeah. mark. <laughs> Isn't it weird how we've talked about you know all these great running backs over the years, and now running back the the way it's been devalued. Saquon doesn't get tagged, Josh Jacobs doesn't get tagged. You would expect these guys to get tagged. They're going to be testing free agency. These guys are going to be very proven commodities and I think would be great running backs on the open market. If you could get Saquon Barkley on a contender, look a out. Good O-line. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Of, behind uh, the, the Bills were a team that everybody thought maybe for Saquon. I don't think they will now because I think they like James Cook. Maybe the Ravens could get involved. The Ravens are going to be involved in just about every major free agent's uh, possible destinations. Josh Jacobs is a very good running back. Had the rushing title just a couple years ago. Remember, I remember growing up in the 2000s. Quarterback was always the most important position. Running back wasn't that far behind. Because the most fun I had playing with dudes back in the day was LaDainian Tom. <laughs> there we go. Save that for the big state. LaDainian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, Steven Jackson, uh, Curtis, my favorite, Martin. You had Edron James. I mean, you had just unbelievable Clinton Portis I had a good time you had un- Priest Holmes Priest Holmes was my guy the chief the chief running back had 27 touchdowns in 2003 oh yeah the playing with the running backs back then was Sean Alexander but not Sean Alexander uh Ricky oh, Williams Ricky Williams uh for a small time frame when he was on Miami with Ricky Ronnie Brown Ronnie too. Brown that oh, was yeah. a great time Cadillac Williams is good uh, yeah, that's CJ two K. One of my fa- one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Chris Johnson. One of my favorite fun facts though is Auburn in the t- two thousand five draft class. Yep, the one that Aaron Rodgers infamously falls to like twenty one or twenty whatever. Two Auburn running backs, I think, went back to back. Yeah, and then Cadillac won Rookie of the Year. I think that year he did. Texter, does coaches shows qualify for the mixtape? If so, Curran told Coach Walls last night, I have a big one for you. <laughs> uh, take that up with Sofro. I, I don't know if coaches shows qualify. They should. As far as I'm concerned, everything's fair game. Uh, Texter, wait, Zach is a Colts fan. Yes, I am a Colts fan because I grew up in the era of Peyton Manning. Plus, I grew up at a time where, you know, living in Ohio, the Browns were at bad. The, they were bad. Cincinnati Real bad. Was they were okay. Meh. I mean, 
they were fine. I liked Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco, TJ Hushmanzada, Rudy Johnson. They had a squad back then. I always said if I were going to be a fan of one of them, it would have been the Bengals, not the Browns. Because if I were a Browns fan, I would be an alcoholic and I would hate football. <laughs> I don't know how my Browns friends do it. Because that for up at, people, recently the Browns have been good. They made the playoffs a few times. They actually won a playoff game a couple years ago. The Browns were the worst organization in the NFL, along with the Lions, for a lot of years. They that, were knocking on the door to go to the AFC Championship. Yeah, I get, yep. And then somehow, some way, Chad Henney was the one to stop them. That's right. <laughs> Texter, Ty Gurley's 28 and hadn't played in three years. I, I read that the other day, and my mind was blown that he's 28 years yeah. old. I cannot it's, believe it. Because he left college after the 2014 season. That's crazy. Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, and Nick Chubb in the same backfield. Yeah, Georgia. All of them at the same time. Now Remarkable. none of their knees are working. No, well, maybe well, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, maybe, yeah, his we'll see what happens. Injury. Yeah. Oh, I remember the watching that game and they never showed the replay, but you could hear like the Pittsburgh crowd just audibly oh Yeah, I had to go to Twitter. They did was, this big gasp and Joe Buck's like, uh, we're not gonna yeah. show this. And I was like, wait, why aren't they showing it? And then I saw it on Twitter yeah. and I was like, ah oh, That's why Yeah, I'd throw up too if Text, I was Texter Texter Jamal Lewis. Yeah, Jamal Lewis, especially he was at Tennessee, had a two thousand yard season with the uh the Ravens. Adrian Peterson, we haven't even brought up Adrian Peterson yet. Oh yeah. Shame but shame on us. Uh, are you still a Colts fan? I thought that was a fad, like being a Tennessee fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still a Colts fan. Anthony Richardson's about to take the Colts' places. Shane Steichen, I really like him. It, it, this this seems going to be good. Texture, I'm a Browns fan and am a literal alcoholic. Good call. <laughs> thanks, thanks for sharing your secrets. Uh, hopefully, we you don't end up in. A, I, I'm not yeah. blaming you. No, I don't either. I I always like things seeing, are brighter, but. Yeah, I always like seeing those graphics about like the NFLs or the NBA's most drunken fan bases. The Browns win that just about every year. The Lions are very high up there. Maybe not this year. The, that list, though, I kind of questions credibility because I didn't see the Bills anywhere near the top. I know. 10. Yeah, I don't I think they were like twenty-two, and I was like, where would that. you think the Bills would be? One, they I, throw each other through flaming tables. Yeah, if they're doing that sober, then we've got. I've got some questions. <laughs> is Buffalo that bad to live in? That like a football team is. I mean, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> it's like, it is as as uh, Marshawn Lynch said, and when he thought when he got drafted to Buffalo and he found out it was in New York, he was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna be in the city. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna see Jay. I'm gonna see Jay Z. Blah 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 blah." And then he got off the plane after he got drafted, and he stepped into a puddle of slush. And he said to himself, "Ah, this ain't for me." Like, yeah. And he had a short career there. He had a somewhat good career. Yeah, they traded him to Seattle, and then he became beast mode. What a comeback, though, for him. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, if only he got the ball in the Super Bowl. Oh man, do you think Russ would be traded if that ever happened? Yeah, eventually. Also, do you? All right, I had it one day for a. uh, what is it? Hit or myth with Bob. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask him, do you think that play, because he has a Super Bowl, two national championships? Pete Carroll? Yeah. Yeah, he won two national titles. Do you think that play alone, just like people look at that as like, remember him for that? Unfortunately, I think that is the thing people are going to remember him most for. I think he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame regardless. Oh yeah, totally. But I think that's probably the number one thing people think of when they think of Pete Carroll is that he threw the ball at the one yard line in the Super Bowl. Best thing about that is Marshawn Lynch walking by him and he's just laughing like, <laughs> "Yeah, nice." Texter, the Bills just don't admit their alcoholism. That's the difference. 
It has to be. They're like Wisconsin yeah. up there. They just... <laughs> so you... this is the state of Louisville basketball. We spent the last 15 minutes talking about NFL running backs and yeah, it's... drunk fans. That's where we're at. This is supposed to be a segment preview in the game. Hammer minus 20 and a half. You're going, you're going to take the 20 and a half? Yeah. I'm staying away from it. Just because I think there's a chance that well, I a just, backdoor cover happens. I have a weird jinx when I do it because whenever I have them to cover i get the other team to cover a big spread against us we always have it being competitive like i said earlier the miami one i had them minus 16 and a half i think how much do we win by double digits right that game what game was this miami this year uh louisville won i think or was it, was it like by nine 72 63 or something like that. all right so yeah I'll i think check. i think you're right though yeah so i mean maybe i get a little jinx going for the for the boys in cameron uh but yeah no it's not a bad bet to be looking at minus 20 and a half, especially after all the stuff that happened. 80, this 71. It was nine. All right. It was a little higher scoring than I remembered. And we thought that would be the one that turned it around. Nope. Not so much. He can only beat teams from Florida. I know. He's the best Florida state champ. How about that? <laughs> five, five to go. Five more to go, people. That's all you got. Unless they win a game the, on the uh, day of shame in the ACC tournament, which... Ethan and Taylor, I know they said they're going to both do the post game. I think, for that one, and they're hoping that this is just like a coronation. Texter, did Tanner bet on Mississippi State or Kentucky last night? Actually, surprisingly, I bet on Kentucky because I said it. Yeah, every time you bet on them, they typically lose. They typically lose, so I was and like, you all right, were, And it looked it. like they were going to. Yeah, I, I literally saw checked the score, and I was like, dude, maybe I'm on to something. Yeah. With that said, though, they I told them about it. Someone a.k.a. me, just put money on UK to win the national championship. Oh. So have fun leaving after the first round. It's a, that's what's going to happen. It was happen. a good run, guys. They're going to lose to like New Mexico State or somebody like that. Oh, I can't well. wait. But yeah, so uh, sorry if the season gets ruined. Actually, I'm not sorry. It's all your fault. You're, you're going to take the fall for that. You know you are. I'm fine with it. It's all your fault. Um, but we do have coverage of the cards tonight. We are your flagship station for the cards. They're back in action. 7 o'clock is game time. 5.30 begins the Alex White Network pregame coverage. And after the game, tune in to the Coors Light postgame show. Ethan Moore will be taking care of that for you tonight. So that'll be after the cards and the Blue Devils down at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's over on 93.9 The Ville. We'll also have the Kentucky uh, Fish and Wildlife postgame show. That'll be on Saturday after the game against Arkansas. Join Mike Gandolfo and Jason Entz at 3.30 or so for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Appreciate those guys holding down the fort on Saturday while I get to go to uh, Tailspin Ale Fest. That's going to be a, a whole lot of fun. Uh, I will be back with Entz next Wednesday night. That'll be a 9 o'clock game, so we'll have about an 11 o'clock or so postgame show leading right into my birthday, so I'll probably be on the air as soon as it turns midnight then i turn 31 or as i'd like to say 29 for the third straight year but that that's all local programming coming up uh next week or so texture it's gotten so bad at been gotten so bad at louisville excuse me that i've been actively rooting against them i hope we get crushed tonight keep beating the dead horse yeah that's not an uncommon i'm i'm not sentiment on board with that i can understand being like i want it to be over that we don't have this coach anymore but yeah i think everybody knows that it's over i want the kids to yeah, win. but that's why I wanted them to make the move after the Notre Dame game, just so the kids could enjoy the last few yeah. games. And it's not their fault. It's it's not even. I I don't know if I if it's KP's fault necessarily. It's just 
he's been honest with us about who he is. Everybody knows what the deal is. He's a good guy. That's all I. Keep That's hearing. all we hear is a good guy. Personally, good guy. Yeah, I can't Coaching say because I've never met him. Like, I've never. Run- and if somebody could text in or whatever, I know KP's beloved just because he was on the '86 team. But is there something more than that? Because is he beloved in a different way than somebody like Purvis Ellison or Milt Wagner, or all those other guys that were on the '86 team, or Daryl Griffith who's on the '80 team, things like that? Is there a different reason why people are so infatuated with Kenny Payne all these years later? I, I guess I must have missed the boat. Uh, if you know, go ahead and text in four three seven nine six eighty. We'll get to break in just a minute. Text or I'll remember Pete Carroll for trading away Russell Wilson and replacing him with Geno Smith and being better because of it. Yeah. They went to the playoffs last year with Geno, and they almost went to the playoffs again this year. Geno was comeback player of the year. So far, anyway, the Seahawks won that trade. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. It's that, I would be stunned if Seattle doesn't win the trade because they already got Devin Witherspoon out of it. They, they're going to have more first-round picks coming up. Oh, yeah. They, so they, they, they won that more? Trade. Yeah, they got two more. Wow. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say Seattle won that trade. Maybe not. Maybe they didn't dominate the trade, but they definitely won it. Oh, they definitely won it. That's for sure. Look at the implosion that, that happened to the Broncos last year. That was And what would happen toward the end of this season for yeah. the Broncos. Uh, final segment coming up here on the V Show on a Wednesday, ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More B-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Texter, if anyone gives you 10,000 to one odds, you take it. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'll be a rich dude. That's a great comeback. Great text. Great quote from uh, Kevin from The Office, of course. Uh, one of the one of the most underrated sitcom characters of all time. I, I know there are a lot of people that haven't gotten into the office, but I mean, it's, it's timeless. It holds up. Yeah. I don't watch seasons eight and nine because Michael's not there. And Michael Scott at times can be an annoying character, but he is the most valuable person on that show. It's not even close. I think you, you can make that point about maybe season one, but yeah, season you, one was, but the diversity day alone, when you, season one. once you rewatch season one, you appreciate it. You're like, wow, that was kind of nuts to watch like nowadays you're like oh my they god they could never do diversity day these you days the and cookie it's cookie? it's sad <laughs> like there was one where he had uh i think dwight had asians or whatever on his head and, oh yeah and uh pam pam was like oh so i don't agree with this but you can't drive oh it's god, like, oh, I'm god a am woman? i a woman <laughs> Timeless show, dude. That show is awesome. Uh, I just saw the the wedding episode the other day. Stress relief. This, they aired stress relief. I, I don't know if you knew this. That was the episode that aired after Super Bowl forty three. That was the lead out program after the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl. The two part stress relief episode. One of the best episodes in the history of the show. 
refresh me what, what happened in the episode. That was when they did at the very beginning. They did like the fake fire alarm with Dwight oh. and Stanley got the heart attack and. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that. Yeah, no that that episode is amazing. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, The Office. I mean, The Office is another show that's it's up there if we're doing best sitcoms of the 21st century. I, oh yeah, it, it might, might be number be, one. It, Always sunny in Philadelphia. I, I was going to say think is mine. They yeah, actually you're right. They still go on. They've gone on forever, but it still holds up. Like the the best thing about Always Sunny is it doesn't have like a specific plot. There's a lot of shows that have plots that you have to follow or whatever. Always Sunny always yeah. just seems like mumbo jumbo you thrown can, in, and it's can, great. Like if someone's never seen it, and you're like, oh, you got to watch this show. You can like pop an episode from like season five, and they'll be like, oh, what? And then be like, you don't want to start from season one? Like, no, you don't. No, really you don't have really to. need to. Season one wasn't great, and it almost got canceled. They said they yeah. had to get a guest. They star. had to get Danny. DeVito. They had to get Danny DeVito, and, and he saved thank the show. God he did. They, they could not have picked anybody better to play Frank Reynolds than Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's fantastic. Texter, is he really a good guy about KP? Lied for months about Kron is completely distant from the fans. Yeah, that's my question. Like, I've heard a lot of people say KP's a good guy, and I'll believe them. I just I would like to have more context to why people believe that, other than the fact that he played on the '86 team. Again, yeah. not, not saying he's not a good guy. I would just like to know more history behind it because I'll admit to being ignorant about this. Uh, text your New Mexico State all new players and new staff. Remember last year that, that the hazing stuff and they had a murder. Right? They had a murder on the yeah. roster. Year one, eleven and seventeen. How about that? Ugh. One less win in one year. Year or in, in year zero. Let's call it year zero. Then uh, Kenny Payne's had in two years. <laughs> Uh, or no, he's only had one year because last year was year zero. This is year one. I just, I really hope that us Louisville fans can maybe five years down the road look back at this time and hopefully we're winning a lot more games. Obviously, I think every fan agrees with that. I don't think there's one fan like, no, nah, I want to be below 500 for the rest of my life. But I think, or I hope in like five years, we look back at this time and it's just like a chuckle. It's a, like yeah. a shake your head, like, ha <laughs> Texture wow, the opening Texture the opening scene of stress relief has to be one of the best scenes in television history. The fire is shooting at us. Yes. Okay, what's the procedure? Stay <laughs> stay up and calm. Stay calm. It's one of the Oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> Texture, I'm so sick of the court storming drama, even MSNBC's and Oh, okay. Good good try. You you tried to get me. You tried. <laughs> I'll give you that. Nice good try, good effort. Not happening. Not not today. Not today. Texter, have you ever seen people who just do nothing? Isn't that just Seinfeld? A show about nothing? They sit around and do nothing, and it's the best sitcom of all time. So, I mean... Kind of like Friends. They just are sitting at, yeah. in their uh, living room. Except they pretend to have jobs and yeah. do things that matter. They're either in a coffee shop or their living room. Texter, sports, question mark. I think we've done sports for... No, why, a pretty good portion of the time. Why do you want to hear sports on ESPN yeah, Radio? I mean, yeah, we're on ESPN Radio. This is the V Show. We all know what we're getting into yeah. here. Sports. What are, sports ball. <laughs> Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Yeah, a couple of... Uh, I've had a couple of friends be like, yay, sports ball. I'm like, yeah, I put up with you. Good, good for me. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Super Bowl party. Welcome to the Super Bowl party. Yeah, I see that. I don't go to the Super Bowl parties with Let people Let me guess. You're here to watch the commercials. Yeah. Oh, I don't go to Super Bowl parties with people that don't watch no. football. Because, you know, it's the biggest game of the year, and I want to talk about it, you know. Texter, it's because KP coached at Kentucky. Yeah, a lot of Kentucky fans, obviously. Are... I watched an interview that KP did when he was at North Carolina, or not North Carolina, when he was at Kentucky. He was so much more engaging. He sounded far more passionate, which 
was weird because this is when he's at Kentucky, yeah. and this is his alma mater. And I just, I don't get you, Texer. You stop right now. Friends can't hold. Friends can't hold a candle to Seinfeld. I didn't say it could. I never. Seinfeld you know, is far and away better than the Friends. It's not even close. I'm on record that I think Friends is kind of overrated. Friends is, it's a good show, but it it's not. It's usually the number one or two watched show on Netflix. It, depending on what streaming service has it, it's either that or The Office. Yeah. Seinfeld is so much better than Friends. It's so much more quotable. The main characters, George Costanza, like Jerry's the weakest character of the four, which is amazing to think because the show's named after him. Kramer's uh, unbelievable. Elaine can't dance, but Julia Louis Dreyfus, one of the funniest women of all time, and Jerry's he's there and. He's a good character and everything. I don't know how he and George got as many good-looking girls as they did outside of it just being a TV show. <laughs> like, I wanted to do that when I lived with my parents. Just be like, hi, I'm George Costanza. I'm unemployed. I live at home with my parents. Just do what he did on Opposite Day. Text or people who just do nothing is a Britcom. Not a Britcom. A British sitcom slash parody that I would love. I promise. What? What's Okay, so what service is that on? Is that... A Netflix thing? Is that a Hulu thing? Uh, text me back. I, I'll check that out. I want to know what service it is. Uh, text her, please let Josh Hurd hire Mark Pope. <laughs> Mark Pope's a good coach. I mean, when he, BYU just went to Kansas and punked the Jayhawks yesterday. Beat them easily. But yeah, if it, tell me what streaming platform people who just do nothing's on. I will check that out. Text her, hockey's good. Hockey's good in person. Hockey's very good. Hockey's in awesome in general. Yeah. It's the best playoff format or I, best playoffs. You, I'll watch. give you the playoffs. I'll give you playoffs. And I will go into a fight, a fist fight with someone if they disagree. Texter Mash is the dumbest show of all time, but Friends is absolutely the most overrated show of the last thirty years. I watched Mash. I thought it was a good show. Now, it's weird how the Korean War lasted four years and the show <laughs> lasted eleven, so they kind of had to drag it out a little bit, but. Mash is the only the finale of Mash is the only non Super Bowl that drew a hundred million people to watch it. Which is crazy to think about. Like, yeah, it's back is then the hold that just regular television had over people. You'd never get a regular T V show nowadays to have a hundred million people watching. Yeah. I think the closest the Seinfeld finale got seventy six million people. And Did they count the ones that were watching it from Times Square too? Yeah. They showed there's a obviously a famous picture of that and there's a famous picture of people watching the friends finale at times square and i think that got 52 million people and we haven't had a regular television show that isn't a football game come close well yeah because it's the power of streaming you can just be like ah i don't have to watch it right now i can watch it tomorrow when it gets uploaded texture i still watch mash yeah alan alda is a terrific actor and trapper trapper john i mean henry blake they spoiler alert they they killed him off after season three and that was the first time that they actually killed off people a, a main character from a sitcom it was a historic television moment and the thing that was interesting about that and i read this was that radar o'reilly the guy who announced that henry's plane had crashed he was the only person who knew what happened like everybody's reaction is genuine because no one read that in the script <laughs> mclean stevenson had chosen to leave the show and at that point, they had never killed off one of the main characters just because the actor left the show. And they did that. And Oh, two and a half men. Charlie Sheen. Well, they did, they've done that a lot. That, was, that was funny. Because I remember watching when it's the next season where he's, he's killed off and it's like their funeral. And I was like, I think he gets like hit by a train yeah, or got, something. It was like, like a piano or something. It was, it was like stupid. something awful. And I was like, oh. I, two and a half men was 
not never a great show, but for the first I liked it. seven or eight years when Charlie Sheen was there, it was I mean, it yeah. was funny. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was. So I needed. love Ashton Kutcher in the '70s show. Can't do it in uh, doing Half Men. And it's okay, Ashton. Yeah, Texter. People who just do nothing is on Apple TV. Thanks for the recommendation. I'll check that out. Uh, check Texter. Not at first thought, but if you've seen it, Will and Grace was hilarious. Never seen Will and Grace. Texter Andy Griffith's show Barney was a classic. I've heard good things about the Andy Griffith show. Obviously, I know who he is. Never really seen it. Like I, I don't. It's hard to watch shows in black and white television. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> I don't think I ever have either. It's not not my not my move. I'm a little too young for that. <laughs> yeah, I. It just. It would seem weird, especially in the age of color television. Yeah, like, I. My dad's old enough to remember that getting a color TV was a big deal back in the day. I I can't like I actually I don't know how people watch television on anything that wasn't high def. I don't know how I I didn't start watching high definition television until I was twelve or thirteen maybe, I and I don't know how I did it. I just saw a video of like different countries how they like introduced the color television. Like I think it was Germany or Sweden. They just did it during like a government press conference. It was like, and we will click this button. Yeah, and it will be color, and then boom, it was color, and then an Australian one was like, they had it like fade in, but yeah. they like played it into the fact of like the show. So they're like, "What? What's that, Greg? Like, why is the rug looking red now? And like all this, and they're like, oh, what's going on?" And then he goes like, under the screen where yeah. the color is, and he's like, "Oh, you guys, you guys got to come down here. It's awesome. Like, it's, I, I like this the color air or something." That's right. Like, <laughs> another thing they used to do is they didn't have television that was on the air for 24 7 like the major network so what they would do is they would play the national anthem at the end of the day and then they would just go off the air in the middle of the night that'd be that seems that's hilarious though texture and living color was severely slept on yeah that was the the show that was kind of the parody of snl in some ways i mean they had chris rock i think was on there for a little bit and i remember they did a halftime show at the super bowl which drew drew 30 million people away from the Super Bowl and that's when they decided that we need bigger acts for the halftime show and the next year Michael Jackson came out and Super Bowl halftime's never been the same since. Texter, so you don't watch the first 20 minutes of The Wizard of Oz? I have not seen The Wizard of Oz in a long time. I think I've, I've only seen it once or twice in yeah. my life. I know that make, probably makes me sound un-American or whatever, but... I I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I watched The Wizard of Oz in school once. Yeah, I think... I think it was, it's like part of like the school system here. Did you ever after? Uh, let me. Yeah, Jim Carrey got a start on In Living Color. You're right. Good, good text there. Did you ever have to watch the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest? One flew nest? over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, that, I've seen that. That to this day is one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, because it's very good. Shout out T.J. Rush, Mr. Rush, my old eleventh uh, grade English teacher, showing us that movie. It was awesome. Texter Andy Griffith shows top three of all time. First five seasons, last three in color were not good. I will defer to you on that because I've never seen the show. Me neither. <laughs> now, see, th- this is what we the other day people wanted us to talk less about sports, and that's what we're doing. Uh, Texter, first time I saw a high def t- TV was playing Mad with Snowing on PS3. I couldn't believe how real it looked. Of course, that was over 20 years ago. That's another thing that we always take for granted back then is how good we think the video game graphics are. And then we go back and pop in like Mad No 4, oh, Mad No 5. And we thought at the time those graphics were revolutionary and they're not even. Gage lived with me last year. He's right behind me. Yeah. And every. I've been doing it since I've gone to college. Every March, I'll dust off my PS2 and play NCAA basketball 09 
and he's a witness dude <laughs> they are awful graphics oh yeah it's hilarious but still a fun gameplay I like, oh sure i still enjoy like playing it but the soundtracks were better too oh yeah the music soundtracks back in madden 0405 that's how i started getting into a lot of the music that i listen to today madden 11 with um the ying yang twins with halftime that was oh, awesome yeah. dude that gets me fired up texter chris rock was on snl jamie fox jim carrey and jennifer lopez on in living color texter sanford and sons that's another show that they seem to be into Mad, I like Mad TV. I mean, the Mad Mad TV is great just for the Sopranos impersonate impression alone. Will Sasso being Tony Soprano, one of the all time great skits. I mean, he had Tony Soprano nailed to a T. The the basic premise of the skit was, oh, we're showing the Sopranos live on over the air television instead of HBO, and it aired for like three minutes because the other fifty seven got cut out because of all the the cursing and you know killing people and doing all the mob stuff texter dazed and confused oh i love that movie love dazed and confused all right all right all right it'd be a lot cooler if you did i mean uh texter best movie i was shown in school was dazed and confused or or the breakfast club never seen the breakfast club dazed and confused is great texter andy griffith wizard of oz both were and are hot garbage see i like people disagreeing i like going back and forth here on the text line uh four three seven nine six eighty the ups jobs text line i know we're gonna get uh Strebel and company in here in just a matter of moments texter j-lo started as a fly girl in in living color texter i didn't think this game kentucky was gonna win for 36 of the 40 minutes so they're actually talking about sports here uh actually surprised they pulled it off happy a bit surprised sorry about that man because we're ending the show uh- Okay, yeah, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, Bobby V and Nikki V will be back, I believe, tomorrow here. I want to thank everybody for texting, for tuning in here to the V Show, ESPN 680-1057. Tana Brunamesto doing a great job behind the glass. Hand on the ones and twos. I'm Zach Cantrell. Until next time, thanks for listening here on ESPN 680-1057.